Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic Voyage. Greetings, loved ones, and welcome back to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. When did we go all fucking beatnik? When did that happen? I... Listen, how many episodes are we have we done now of this? Um, this is like one thirty ish. Okay. So No. Like one twenty something. No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's like one twenty three or five or something. Okay. We've done a lot. Yeah. I try to get in, I try to keep it interesting. I try to keep it fresh. Yeah, we try to and do sometimes that. Sometimes it's usually just us yelling at each other because we do something wrong. I just brought a little little change of flavor. Yeah, I liked I liked the one where uh, we made fun of Greg. That was a good one. Yeah, and he thought we were going to start over, and then we didn't. Yeah, that's also my favorite episode we've done thus far. That's what I, I love you, Greg. It was up there. Yeah. All right. So who, anyway, who are you, I'm guy? Kevin. Fucking across from me. Who are you? You said Beatnik before, so I, was... I know. I know. I said, but I'm asking now. Who are you? Tell people. Me, I'm Mark. I am Justin. All right. Io sono Justin. I will go with the, the Italian version. There we go. And we are back at it with stuff, stuff that from Mill. River Mill Basin Mill House. Mill House. It is really fucking funny that you say that because I was there. I have said it wrong every time because I keep wanting to call it Mill River because uh, because we have the you know Mill River Roadhouse right that you know out in West Hampton. Okay, but that's what that's called too, right? I'm, I'm have no, I have no again. idea. I've never been there. You were there with me on Man. a beer bus. Yeah. Oh, that's where we had lunch. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had some crazy beer there too that they were like really hyped and it was way overpriced. Was oh, it called God. like Tesseract or something like? Yes, that? that's exactly yeah. what, it was, what it was. Yeah. Great name for a beer, though. It was a great name for a beer, but 14 bucks for that last made me cry. Oh, yeah. it's not good. Um, anyway, it's Millhouse Brewing Company, and they are out of Poughkeepsie, New York. Yes. And they have, I got to say, we have three of them and in cans, and I love the design of their cans. Yeah, it, they're super clean designed, and they 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 have little, uh, at least this one for the this Kolsch, has some... Uh, no, they all have a graphic like that. They all, they all have the, uh, the chain of... Uh, um, yeah, the flavors and such. No, not that. That's cool. But I'm talking about on the front here, this part. Yeah. They all have that too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little like science chain. And then there I'm is. I'm assuming a- that's like the molecule diagram for ethanol. Probably, yes. Yeah. And then they, they changed the logo on the, like the little shield for each one. And on the back, they have it looked like the uh, the periodic table mm-hmm. for, each, for each of their item. And then all the different ingredients that go into it. They say it's best enjoyed with and suggested yeah. uses, basically. Right. And so what are the suggested uses for uh, beer number one there, Justin? They, this is their uh, Cold One Kolsch, spelled with a K with some, some umlauts and shit, so Mark's all about it. Um, they the are saying Eagle as a logo Called for 0246. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Best enjoyed responsibly. Outdoors, grilling, and session. There we go. Um, which sounds like a great way to get started with a nice uh, light session beer. Indeed. Um, a little background on um, Millhouse. The it's up in Poughkeepsie, and there's a brew pub. Um, they I don't know exactly where they do their brewing. I don't believe it happens at the brew pub. I think there may be a separate facility that you can go to. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I can say that the food there is fantastic. It yeah. is by no means inexpensive. It's not like crazy expensive, like you know, fine dining expensive, but it's it ain't cheap. <laughs> No, it's like on par with Brickhouse right now. He's a little more now when I went up. So what are we talking, like 25 an entree? Yeah, yeah tw- 25 to 35 an entree, yeah, okay. depending upon what you get. But it was again, the food is fantastic. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Very good. I I stopped there with uh, my family on our way up to the Adirondacks one so, time. 
for me, my, my question is always like, if you price the, if you price it well, that's fine. If it's expensive, that's okay. Is it decent portion sizes? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that's that's the part that gets me with higher end restaurants. It's mm-hmm. like I'm paying a t- I'm paying fifty dollars or whatever. Like to me, fifty dollars for an entree is a, a lot. lot of it is money. a lot of money. Uh, but like fifty dollars for an entree, and then it's a not a very big entree. Yeah, no, like like that, Amy, that upsets me. <laughs> Amy and I got like a couple of appetizers, and then we got like entrees too. And like neither one of us could finish our entrees. Okay, yeah, the, the, the and they're like, oh, you want us to wrap that up for you? And we're like. We're not going to be at home for two days. <laughs> I wish we could. We're going to be in the car for another five hours. Right. That's, that's okay. going to be pretty gross. No, that's a put it in the cooler. Let's go. Um, I didn't know a Gross lot snacks. of. I didn't know about. I, I got brought to this place by someone who uh, who lives up there, and uh, we were me and uh, some friends were up there judging a beer competition, and this is where we had dinner. And it was a it was fantastic. But you know, we see a lot of we drink a lot of beer. We go to a lot of breweries. We also see a lot of brewery websites when we're doing uh, research for this stuff. They have a, f- a pretty good website, but a fantastic way of saying their story. Okay, it's f- it's fantastic. Tell this one because I had yeah. it, I'm reading it, this yeah. can and I have great. It's in the it's can. in yeah. the sweet spot between most breweries and Trogues. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Just because Trogues starts with in the beginning, light yeah. man. <laughs> in 1979. Well, this is pretty close actually. So I'm going to read the first paragraph of what they have. The, it, the rest of it is still pretty good. It's not that long. It's only four paragraphs, but I'm not going to read to you on the podcast. But this is hysterical, and I don't it makes know. me like some people. Like, just get up on the mic and, like, talk really softly, and some people might really be into that. Okay, that's true. Is this going to be the new uh, ASMR segment? Yes. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I don't like that. that Just make some mouth sounds while you're doing it. (laughs) Okay, I'm into that. All right, here we go. Across the river decades ago on a back road on a short bus <laughs> on the first day of fifth grade, brewmasters Jamie Bishop and Larry Stock decided to be friends, and they've been tight as stainless steel tanks ever since. School was followed by years in suits, ties, sales, and the suburbs, until one year when Jamie's brilliant wife gave him a genius gift, a homebrew kit. We'd love to say a legend was born on uh, born that day, but we'll be real instead. An obsession was born that day. Jamie and Larry aren't quite interested in legendary status just yet. They're still too busy thinking of themselves as those little little fuckers on the bus. Only this time around, they're driving it. <laughs> that is, you're right. That you know what? Can you please just continue reading it? Because that that's really leg- That's really really well written. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, I actually just used every ounce of energy I possibly had to concentrate on doing that while you were making <laughs> those sounds, and I my head is hurting. <laughs> um, Somewhat. Hopefully, yeah. one of our listeners is going like. Yeah, so yeah, see, that's what you want to think of. You want to think of some listener out there making that sound, probably touching themselves. Listen, I aim to please. Excellent, and please you do. So anyway, they have a uh, twenty barrel system right now, and um, I can't remember. I actually, yeah, I have pictures that can't be in the same building as the. the of restaurant. course, of course not. I have, I have um, pictures of the. Uh, menu that we'll post I mean, I'll, maybe I'll bring them up we can talk about it later because I did have some oh, beer while I was up there obviously um, everyone at our table basically did a flight and we all sort of sampled basically everything and there wasn't one clunker in the bunch they had two um, I couldn't get anything to go other than cans and they didn't have these available in cans they had two sour pale ales and we all don't know that pale ale is not my favorite style but I love sours they were so well done the, nice. the, the you still got pale ale on it when you drank it, but the, and the sour note enhanced that pale ale quality so so well. So it was they have a deft hand. I did not try this first beer, which is their this is their essentially flagship beer, from what I can tell. Yeah, I mean this is the, uh, I don't remember if I had a second one or not, but I I definitely had this when I was there and I really enjoyed it because I saw a Kolsch and I'm like I have to order that. 
Yeah, I, I know Mark. I know Kolsch is one of those ones that Mark is always like, must drink the Kolsch. Have to drink the Kolsch. Yeah, that's Mark's Desert Island style um, for sure. But this is this is a really really good one. This is I've money. I've drank quite a few of them myself, and I this one's outstanding. Um, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna take my turn reading. Um, that this one, their label for this says, this is our take on classic Kolsch that quenches the thirst with a crisp, noble hop finish. Pilsner base malt like, accentuates by Vienna malt. This is not your dad's lawnmower beer. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect, because that's one of our uh, standards of ju- saying, is it a lawnmower beer? And absolutely this is, man. What I am what I dig about... It's not my dad's. <laughs> no. Yeah. What I dig about good Kolsch's, because I don't... Kolsch has to be really good for me to enjoy. It's this... <coughs> A, an average Kolsch to me just tastes like I'm drinking a macro beer. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not. That's not. I'm not going to bother drinking those calories. What I love about this is exactly what they had stated that n- the noble hop quality, where you have that bitterness, but it's soft. Right. So in their li- next to, on their label also next to the uh, periodic table logo, is they say this is what we taste when we drink it, and so I want to share the four the four items that they put on there. First off, they note is the maltiness, which I, I agree with. Then the mouth coating, which is those are two you know pretty signature Kolsch style. Yeah, and that's the pieces. that's the that's probably that Vienna malt right. kicking in. Then they talk about the drying feel of it, and the last one, which I think is really interesting, pear. Yeah, the, the Kolsch yeast is known for pear like that, that little bit of sweetness kind of gives that very gives that feeling of like a crisp pear. Yeah, on the finish. I mean, this one's only at 4.6 ABV and 19 IBU. They nice enough put the color number on there for 3.5 SRM, so we don't have to consult T-shirts or light black, or light all, black, or, or all sorts of other things. <laughs> Who was saying was what? it Greg Kelly? Was saying he almost wrote that on his score sheet? No, I I almost wrote that oh, on the score sheet. Did, yeah, okay. it was really close. Um, one of the things that I like, and again, I I didn't notice this on the can necessarily, and it, the but I. They, they're basically saying they strive for the perfect balance of art and science. And it says art and science on the front of the can okay. as part of their label. And that's totally, you know, what I love about brewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm more of the science side of things. I love all the numbers and everything, and I try to try to do up. that. But the um, there's definitely an art to it. And this beer is a really great example. It's a super simple style. There's not yeah. many ingredients that go into this, but the depth of flavor that's been produced by this beer with so with like the few ingredients is the art portion of everything yeah no and like like sort of on on related to that going back to the chop competition when i was like thinking about it and like putting down the recipe for the uh dunkel weisenbach mm-hmm. like i i read the style guidelines and i basically i put all my malts in and then i went and like saw it like external resources and like basically like i nailed it yeah <laughs> and i was like okay i feel pretty good about this <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, it's always nice when you can do something off the top of your head and then have it confirmed yeah by experts you're like oh sweet i was right in the wheelhouse um speaking of wheelhouse this beer i think is in all of our wheelhouses like and i think anybody who enjoys good beer should love this beer yeah this is and not a beer i would order love, but i would people, be missing out even people that don't like beer, like yeah. even if you're like, oh, I like macros, like you're gonna like this beer. I don't care who you are. Yeah, this, this is great. I mean, I can't believe I'm gonna give a culture a growler, but that's it's definitely a growler. I'm, I'm the brewer in me is beyond impressed by it, but I'm more surprised by the of how much I enjoy it. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not surprised. I think it's. I think this is how much I enjoy it. Like I think this is when I find a good one, I do really, really enjoy it, and I think it's great. I'd love to have. The, uh, it's going to be a growler for me as well, um, and I'd love this to be, you know, available on tap at any local place I go to. Yeah. Well, I have good news for you because I'm pretty sure I've seen uh, Millhouse stuff at uh, Swiftway on 112. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's probably this one. I know that this one, this Kolsch gets, uh, I don't want to say wide distribution, but it, you know, for it's a place it, that size, it, it's getting it's better distribution. It, it's definitely like one or one or two different ones, though, because like I definitely, oh, yeah. like definitely re- remember seeing like different colors on the cans, which is how they distinguish them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm gonna uh, side with you guys and also give it a growler. It's really nice drinking Kolsch. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Get this, get some, get some kielbasa, get some, uh, some you know, pierogies, sauces, some pierogies, some, I, whatever, man. I know it's, I know it's German and Czech, but whatever, you know, I'm, I'm crossing. No, lines I, I here, mean, but, they have pierogies on the menu. Yeah. I yep. But yeah, give me, give me, give me something like that. Give me good fatty food and give me this nice crisp beer and I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. I had a, um, I had a, fuck it. It was a sausage. So I, you know, I ordered it. It was, it was one sausage. <laughs> There yeah. too, I suppose. There was one. There's you know, there's one sausage in the listing. Like it, it says, comes with one sausage and then like uh, cabbage and then your whatever side you pick. And I'm thinking to myself, is one is one sausage going to be enough like to fill me? Fucking... <laughs> Please, thank you, guys. Uh, That's been your question for a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. Toddler at heart. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, still, still thirteen in, in, in my brain. Mark, my favorite part is that Mark, Mark is basically working on like four hours sleep if he's lucky, and he still would have laughed that hard even if he'd gotten a full night of sleep. Yeah, that was great. Anyway, continue so, about your meat craving. Yeah. So uh, I was worried about. Uh, uh, about you know, having enough to eat, and uh, <laughs> the portion the portion size was still plenty, right? Especially considering they had uh, you know there was like cheese inside of the this bratwurst. It was it was so good. All right. The food was phenomenal. They made uh, fried Brussels sprouts. Okay, as an appetizer. I, yeah, I think we had those too. Oh my I can god, get behind that. that was insane. That sounds good. I like that. That's uh, yeah. That 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 rings a bell. So we're going on to our our second beverage here. This is called the Kilt Spinner. A uh, wee heavy, um, which is like a malty uh, Irish style, Scottish style, actually. Yeah. What? You okay? I'm glad you caught yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was that was the music. Yeah, I, was, I do it all the time, actually. So they I say a malty up. beer aged on oak. This beer is complex and warm, like a handmade quilt. Two row base malt, assenuated with Munich Crystal Forty, Carafel Two, and a touch of Black Patten, balanced with earthy Fuggle hops. Yeah, you can seven point seven alcohol, twenty six IBUs, and nineteen SRM. But yeah, this is uh, it's a nice brown color. The uh, big note on the aroma for me is vanilla. I'm going to assume from the from the oak. Suggested while camping, apple picking, and throughout the winter. Yeah, they didn't say that it was a, a spirit barrel because I'm also going to get a little like, boozy oak. Mm. I Just, love the yeah. The I mean, there's a hint aroma's on it. Nice. Yeah, the aroma, the aroma is great. I mean, there's definitely a, a strong like toffee note coming out now yeah. in it. 
Yeah, well, I, that's what I got initially, and then when I went back when you said the other things. I'm like, yep, that's there too. Yeah, this is this is a, nicely. This is nice and sweet. Little cold, at, like you got apple picking, come back, yeah. right? A little cold, little chilly. Start having one or two of these, and you're gonna warm right up. Sit by the campfire. I'm in. Yeah, this is uh, pretty pretty damn tasty. I hadn't had this one. I've had the 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 Kolsch I had. I didn't have, but I had, knew what to expect. Basically, the um, this one was not available on on the board when I was there, so I wasn't able to order it. When I saw it in the cans, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna like this. <laughs> so I might be completely off here, but I kind of get like a little bit of like marshmallow, yeah, kind of flavor to Absolutely. it. Absolutely, that's. A, I think it's just a. Like an, like more of an intense sugary sweetness, like yeah. coming you know coming from everything that's coming off as as, yeah. as, a, as marshmallow. But I definitely understand what you mean. It's it's, it's yeah, that it's, uh, you can almost get it in the aroma too. Almost that little little like fluff. Yeah, kind of like if you you know when you open up that bag of marshmallows, that first wave that hits you. Yeah, um, no, kind of like in the back of your mouth. Yeah, like that's yeah, kinda linger, you yeah, lingers on the back. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice like that. It, it's uh, it's interesting. Um. Really sweet compared to the Kolsch that we just drank. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like that's part of it is that the the contrast from one to the other is yeah. so strong. I think uh, that yeah, the, yeah, we just had a drying, you yeah. know, fairly like noble hop forward beer, mm-hmm. and then this is the polar opposite. This yeah. is <laughs> sugary, sugary sweet. Um, I still like it. Yeah, a lot. It is yeah no, it's still very good, but I definitely don't think I could drink anywhere near as much of it. Oh no, no way. Um. It's a wee bit heavy. Hey. I see what you did there. Right, yeah. There I'm, you go. I, I try. Um Yes, it's it's heavier than we could than the last one. But I think also um time and place is a big part of it. Oh I think, definitely. I but... think in the I think all three of us are have you know, in the winter have been like, Yeah, we're just gonna drink a couple of these and be fine with that. I, well, I you, tend I tend to buck that trend. Yeah, you, just because I, I drink I drink whatever I like drinking whenever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm generally yeah. with you. On yeah, that one too. but I do. I, you're right though. There is a. There, right, so there, I I like no. the seasonal drinking with it. No, no, yeah, but I agree with you. I think that inherently we're going to drink more stouts just in general. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to avoid them, but I, I it's what's what's around and mm-hmm. available, things like that. But it it um this is not a beer you could drink on a hot day. Like if if I open this at the beach, I don't. Uh, smoke, yeah, I disagree with you. I oh think really? That, yeah, like make a beer float with this. That's, yeah. Well, that's that's entirely different. You're altering the uh, the state of it. Yes, of course. If you put some uh, some ice cream in there, I'm going to eat that bitch. As we said before, probably thirty scoops of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I understand where what you're saying, Mark, but I also get where you're going, Justin. The idea that um, it's not refreshing while you drink. No, it I would not turn this as refreshing. No, know. this is a dessert beer through yeah. and through. Um, yeah, when when you usually when you think you know some, when you think summertime and you think you know beach beer, you want something clean and crisp, um, much like the Kolsch that we just had. Um, but this is a. I would sweat drinking this beer. <laughs> in the, yeah, it's, if it's, it's in like the summertime, yeah, you would, you would. <laughs> um, and I think just personally, my own stomach from having been a fat ass earlier this morning. And drinking like this, it's a little heavy, it's a little more than I want right now, but I can totally get behind this beer. For me, it's going to be a bomber. Um, I want two cans of this for me, and I'm going to really enjoy it too because it's, it's my kind of beer. Yeah, I'm I'm going to follow up the bomber. It's 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 a it's really super well done in the sense that it's very sweet and probably like 
could be too sweet for some people, but that's the style. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. So they, I think they, they've nailed, you know, what a wee heavy is supposed to be. I think sometimes when you get a wee heavy, you get the sweetness, but you you also are getting, um, you end up getting some roast. It ends up being closer to a porter than a wee heavy. There's that sweet or spot. Or somebody that has foolishly put peated malt in it. Right. When it clearly says in the style guidelines that you shouldn't use peated malt. Not that you should ever use peated malt in you anything. Ever. Just don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Pete's a hard, a hard, hard flavor. I guess if you're a, you know, a scotch drinker and you like the peated whiskey, you know, peated scotch, but I do not like a... That's a hard man. A hard man likes peated scotch. I do, I do not like the peated scotch. It's it's a little too funch for me. Um, Mark, where are you falling on uh, this one? It's a pint for me. Like it's a very good beer, but yeah. the, just the the sweetness. Like I, I don't think I could have more than a pint. Yeah, it's a, this, the bomber is a stretch for me. I'm kind of treating the bomber like I like I like sometimes we do a growler where we kind of want to have have one or two and you, then you move work on. through it yeah. over a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. That's I would probably put a bottle stopper in the top and, and try to uh, try to reel that in. The uh, the last beer we're doing is, in my opinion. The best beer name that we have ever had on the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there. Uh, this one is called Velvet Panda, and it is an American stout that comes in at 5.2% ABV, 44 IBUs, um, and it's 39 FSRM. Our award-winning stout has a velvety mouthfeel and nice balanced bitterness. Two-row base malt assenuated by roast barley, carafa 2, flaked oats and barley, chocolate malt, and black patent. And they suggest that you they find chocolate, roasted barley, coffee, and a dry finish to enjoy while eating or camping or in a wonderful session. So um, I think we're all kind of in water glass mode for a moment here before yeah. we crack that one open. It's um this one I had there, and I really, really, I really, <laughs> trying to get more sounds. I really enjoyed it. Uh, they had another dark beer. I can't remember if it was a porter. I don't remember the name of it. I'm going to try to dig up the picture on my phone. But uh, that was even better than this. And I was hoping, again, I was hoping we could get, we could get Crowlers, but they, they didn't do those. Um, okay. That's a lovely color on the head. Yeah. This also, I noticed, um, I don't know if it's true of what's in the can, but on draft, it, was, it wasn't like highly carbonated or anything or crazy, but it was definitely more carbonated than I would expect a stout to be. And I ended up carrying the flavor through like more. You know, instead of feeling thick and heavy, it kind of brightened it up almost. Gotcha. So I'm just kind of letting this... I'm sorry, I need a minute to just kind of settle things through, but try to keep things rolling. Um, When you guys were there, did you try anything else from them? Was there anything else particular that you tried that you recall? I don't remember what Amy ordered... Well, no, Amy didn't have a beer. Definitely didn't. No. She was pregnant at the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I may have just had the Kolsch, honestly. Okay. I don't I don't remember okay. if I had anything oh. besides that. What are you about you, The Justin? food was delicious, though. I'm trying to... Uh, Scroll? Yeah, I'm trying to find Scroll the... Scroll uh, faster. I'm trying to find the menu. I thought I took a picture mm-hmm. of it. Maybe I didn't. This was not one that I've been to before. I haven't been up to Poughkeepsie in a long time, so I can't say that I tried it. But no, I don't have it there. Let me take a look at what they have on the board now. Yeah, and uh, 
So I'm meet the beers. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a, a, a whiff here, and hmm, you get the uh, the roast is a little bit in the background there. It's not the super roasty forwardness like you talk like you usually get in, in a stout. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting cho- I don't really get chocolate um, in the aroma, but we'll see when that what that comes up with. I can't swear to it, but I may have had the Zoe as well, which is their Belgian double. Zoe? I had that. That was that was Z-O-O? quite good. Zoe. Zoe. With some umlauts. Oh. It's a bar. It's not an umlaut. Oh, it's a bar. Yeah. So the bar. Oh makes no, it is a umlaut. I'm sorry. Wait. So umlauts make it a long sound. What's the the bar makes it a short sound? I don't know. I don't read enough dictionaries. All right. They have a great. I didn't have this, but they have. a... F- Fantastic name for an Irish red ale, Raging Leprechaun. <laughs> uh, I think Amy got like a little sample of the cucumber blessings. Yeah, I saw cucumber that on there. Blessings? I didn't have that. It's a cream ale, yeah. I'm not interested. They With, had two, uh, cucumber. They had not two. Um, they had, like I said, they had two uh, sour pale ales okay. that were both really good. One was a lot better than the other one, but they were both quite good. Um, Oh, they have a Scottish ale, like a legit Scottish ale, three point eight percent. I wonder if it's a lighter, lighter, a Scottish lighter, a Scottish heavy. They also That's have funny. a, a Municellus, which is the name of it. Is a Hellas is a real hot place. Uh, <laughs> John Despierto, who I went up with, got that. There you that go. was it. That was quite tasty. That's a good name. That's his. Uh, that's like a go-to style for him. Yeah, he loves German. Grocery Getter, New England IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Grocery Getter. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me, but sure. They have a Belgian pale ale on there right now. That sounds pretty. Oh, there, uh, there it is. Um, Cross reference blackberry. That's the one that was insane. Cross reference. Yeah, it's Amer- American sour pale ale. Okay. It's a mild kettle sour with an American pale ale. All right, that sounds good to me. That's fantastic. This is like motor oil black. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely definitely black, and it's got the Oof. the little Beautiful bit of roast. color to it. Beautiful the, uh, roast in the nose. That nice dark tan head that comes across it. The roast is a it's there in the there in the aroma, but in the taste, you get more of the chocolate feel to me. Yeah, like um, the baker's chocolate. Yeah, it's almost like a, yeah, the, straight straight through the finish. Yeah, like it's, it's the, nice, the lingering like uh, baker's chocolate bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know when your mom was make, using baker's chocolate and you you were a kid, and you just break off a piece of it. And you're like, I want some chocolate. You my, eat it. My mother <laughs> eats that shit. Oh yeah, I mean, I do. My, my mother yeah. literally breaks pieces off of baker's chocolate. Yeah. And eats it. I mean, I like the, the as an adult, I like that strong cacao type chocolate, especially yeah. if there's some chilies in there or something. Yeah. But as a kid, you were expecting to get Hershey's, and you were like, "What the fuck yeah. is that?" <laughs> no, it it tastes almost like a like a I chocolate like that. a chocolate cookie dough or a, like kind of like yeah or brownie batter kind of thing like that. Bra- yeah, brownie batter is a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, um, and it's got that thick mouthfeel to it through. It is it just velvet. It is velvety. It definitely yeah. lives up to that part of the name. I see no, I see no bamboo. Mark, speaking of whether or not sausage, one sausage is enough to fill you. I got that thick mouthfeel. <laughs> five, we're five years old. It's really fucking crazy. Sorry. So don't be sorry. It's not. It's not anything to be sorry about. Uh, it's an, it's a really enjoyable beer though. Oh, I had this mob barley when I was You're up there too. At it, and we don't know. I. 
I know. No, he was I, you, scrolling on his laptop screen. Yeah, <laughs> using I, words. Oh, I, I said I had this mob barley barley wine too. Oh, all I saw, all <laughs> I saw was I had this too, and I, and you're pointing at the screen. I'm like, I can't see that. I don't know what you're talking about. They, this was actually this was for sure my favorite thing that they had. They had an English barley wine. It was incredibly complex, like the mall complexity. You just kept every time you taste, you, you drank it. I actually let it sit and like finished it last, and kind of kept going back to it. You would get different notes. Of of mall flavors, it was really really good. All right, I'm curious if they had uh, like uh, specialty grains in there, or if they kept it pretty straight to the English tradition of like, let's just put 35 pounds of paste malt in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I had to guess they probably had some specialty grain in there, but the uh, that was a fantastic beer. That was another one like IBU 58, but you know, malty as hell. Yeah, right. Speaking of malty as hell, this is this uh, is malty. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a dense beer. It is. You gotta work through it a little bit. It's it's uh, takes some effort to not the effort to drink, but it's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of body to it, but it has a, a really high level of creaminess. I feel like I can't take big sips of it. Like I have to sip it a little bit, let it sit down for a minute, sip it a little bit, so let it sit down. Like I can't be taking a large swig of this beer. No. Yeah. Well, I mean the the roast character kind of like lingers on your palate, so it's definitely mm. not like a chugger. Yeah, I like it though. I really definitely do, yeah really do enjoy it. No, this would be really good with a meal, like just as like a palate cleanser in between. Yeah, like I a think heavy you could, dish. I think you could do that. Doing yeah, well again, that's I mean, they're most of the dishes they have there. Are, you know, of a heavy variety. They're it's mostly German German food, so you know you're getting you're getting a lot of fat. So this would that you know kind of acidity from the roast would cut through the fat nicely with your big sausage in your mouth. <laughs> that's right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man now this is this one's delicious i'm gonna go with the i want to say bomber on it but i think i'd probably end up just having one so it's way better than a pint but i don't think i could drink more than a pint of it just because it is so dense i agree with you like it's definitely a pint for me like if i'm still eating and the server comes by and they're like can i get you another one i'd say yes <laughs> but yeah but you might be but but if you finish the meal and it's still left you're gonna kind of be like damn <laughs> i'd still finish the rest of the glass but like definitely if i was if i was if i was just drinking it it would definitely be like one glass yeah yeah I, it's a conundrum for me too i i would agree i'm going to say pint but i want to say growler like that's how much i like it i think it's right. a, a perfectly a perfectly done um, stout. I mean, maybe you could have more, more, a little more body or or, or mouthfeel, but it's, you know, it's nitpicking. It tastes fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really enjoy it, and I'm very impressed with all three of these beers. I think they are fantastic style uh, examples of style. I think they are all very well balanced, very well done, and they all manage to be completely different. I just that's one thing. I mean, again, like I said, we were up there judging beer, right? And I was there with other beer judges. Yeah. So you already had forty beers by the time <laughs> that you got to the restaurant. Yeah, basically. And these were still like we were like, wow, these are good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got we have pal fatigue on top of every being tired and everything else and driving all the way. Yeah, up like there. I, I when I picked out this place to stop for lunch, like you know, I was just like, okay, like roughly in in the middle between where we were and where we're going, like. Right. Uh, and I was like, okay, like, all right, that place looks like they have, like, 
a nice food menu and like, oh, hey, they make beer, their own beer too. Like, let's stop there. And I was like, wow, this worked out really well. <laughs> this was a win. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that we all noted was that the beers were the style. You know, and that's not necessarily an important thing in the, in the grand scheme of enjoying beer and going right. to a place and having, having yeah, good beer. Yeah, but, like, it's definitely on, like, the same caliber of, like, uh, in the Chamonix Creek where, like, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this yeah. is, like, solid, like solidly, like, you nailed the style really well. It, it just shows the, the technique and the, the knowledge going into it is, is you know, to take something from their uh, um, about page, legendary status. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys a question, and uh, it's not I don't want to relate this to any particular br- particular brewery, but Beaches. I wanted to say very very small rocks. Let's think four packs of specialty beer, right? Okay, they're high end specialty beer. How much is too much to pay? Uh, there's a particular there's a particular thing what going on in the, the internet. Cans? The, uh, there'll be these that was size be cans. The next question. It's gonna, 16 be ounce six, cans or twelve ounce sixteen ounce cans. And, um, you know, keeping in mind that it's a one-off thing and, you know, uh, clearly a lot ha- a lot of uh, ingredients go into it. Say it's a very high ABV type um, beer, like a barley wine or a stout or something along those lines. For me, for a four-pack, once you start getting past that, like, when if you're passing 20 bucks for a four-pack, yeah. it's really hard for me to say, I really want to go buy that four-pack. Okay. Um, I understand like especially with the smaller breweries like they have they you don't get the volume they can't make it back in volume the same way that a macro can mm-hmm. um so there needs to be a higher the markup is a little higher um but the twenty dollar line is like just is when it becomes like this is really hard for me to go and spend more than that usually between yeah, the 50, I, the, 50 the 16 to 20 dollar range is usually like the edge of what I want to spend. Okay, I, 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 have, I, would, I have an interesting response to that. But I, I, I would know what say, like first. in the twenty to twenty-five dollar range, because where where it becomes like equivalent, where where the 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 package beer becomes equivalent to like sitting at the brewery and having the same number of, you know, where you don't want to pay bar prices. Yeah, exactly. Cities, you're right. right. You don't want to pay bar prices. For cans that you're taking home, like that's and, and I kind of get the same point. Yeah, Long Island's Black Friday is like the only exception that I have to that, just because like that, like that's a tradition and also like a special thing for me and also like local to where we live. So right. like, like I'm I'm willing to pay extra into that just to be able to have the beer and continue doing those vertical samplings. Right, but you don't want to consistently spend... Well, what did those run again for the four-pack? I, I don't remember, but I, I, I think, think it's 20, still in that range. I think it was range. $24. Yeah, right. I think it's still in that range. So we're saying $8 a pint. Yeah. Right? So that's, to me, that's the high end of... Bar, that's like starting to get to bar prices. Like right. I can go to a... If I go to the brewery, I'm probably not going to spend $8 on a pint just because not usually that bad. But if you're going to a bar, to say eight dollars for a pint, especially for a microbrew, is kind of on par with New York prices. Right. So this is so I, I felt the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Especially the twenty dollar mark was where my brain really really fit. But I understood going a little bit more like like Mark. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not saying I won't yeah. do it, but I'm just saying like that's when my brain starts to go like, do you really want to get it? So, um, <laughs> I'm going to use an example. Uh, so Rhino. We love right. that beer. It's a collab between uh, Dubco and Spider Bite. Mm-hmm. 
and that beer is amazing. I don't remember how much the bottles were. Right. Um, and the number, actual numbers don't matter. But a can of Rhino is nine dollars. That's you, you buy them by the can. You don't. You, just, you know, you could buy four. Right. You know what I mean? But they're sold by the can because right. it's a very high ABV beer. Right. So that's sixteen ounces. If you double that, you're at thirty two uh, thirty two ounces, right? Okay. Which is ten out ten dollars more than a twenty two ounce bomber. No, sorry, ten ounces more than a twenty two ounce bomber. Okay. Yes. That would, and you get eight, and that's eighteen dollars. Okay. The bottle of Rhino, yeah, I think was over twenty dollars. Well, no, maybe so. I think no, no. I think the bottle of Rhino was sixteen dollars. Okay. And that was ten ounces less. Right. The price, the price is basically the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're in the they're in the realm, but we wouldn't mind spending sixty or even twenty dollars on that bottle of Rhino. I mean, I would pay twenty bucks for that bottle of Rhino all day. It, it, the package seems to change how people think about how like how much they're spending. It, the bottle yeah. feels more special. I get what you're saying to a certain but, extent. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Like when it comes to when it comes to purchasing bombers and stuff like that too. Like I'm kind of in the same realm. Like I don't really want to spend much more than like the same rate. Like that's about it. Yeah, but I guess me. But the thing, my point is, you would spend sixteen to twenty dollars on a bomber, right? You'd be okay with that. Depending on yeah. the depending on the beer, yeah. Like, but that, if you spent twenty dollars on a five pack, a four pack, a four you're pack. getting way more fucking beer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do. <laughs> I get what you're. I get the point that you're making. Because when Larry told me they were nine dollars a can, I went, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he he explained it to me like this, right? And not to say, that, I mean, he, as far as I'm sorry, he could charge twelve dollars for that can. I'm, I'm probably gonna at least get one, right? Um, it's great beer, but it made me think that the idea of canning things, there's a lot of convenience to it. It's right. cheaper for the breweries. It's a lot easier because they can have a mobile canning dude do it yeah. rather than having to sit there and cork bottles or cap bottles or whatever right. else. Um, but for some reason, it, there's a mental block for me on spending, yeah. actually getting more beer <laughs> for relatively the same amount of money, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. And it's, uh, it's interesting. And that's the kind of marketing stuff that, comes into play that always did interest me in consu- in consumer science, I guess you would call it. Right. Like, I don't I don't know if that's the right term for it, but sounds like um, you know, we, we talk about I in my job I deal with that kind of stuff all the time of, you know, will you buy a package of cookies that you know, why were why are people more willing to buy a what's, package what, of cookies? What's so special about the Game of Thrones Oreos? Um Literally, the, have, the cookie he says Game of Thrones. The, the <laughs> cookie, the cookie has uh, different stamps on it, like uh, the house logos and stuff like that. So it's just an Oreo cookie. Yes, oh, okay. uh, otherwise known as the greatest. Sandwich yeah, I know, that but it's not like invented. it's Fact. not like one of the like mad scientists like fever dream Oreo cookies. <laughs> no, no, it's not the Oreo cookie that we thought made us throw up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Which um, didn't. <laughs> no, but there are some other interesting ones that are coming out later this year that I am not at liberty to speak about because we were directly reprimanded at a giant meeting with everybody about using social media and other outlets to talk about our products in a manner that may take away from their... And notice how I'm trying to phrase this. Because yes. I'm trying to follow what he's saying. Um, <laughs> that's a thing again. Yes. This is how you get ants. Um <laughs> That could take away from the potential marketing impact that CBJ. they have planned out. Right, makes sense. Um, basically, don't 
don't blow our cover. Yeah. Like, we're saving shit for special occasions, and if you blow it ahead of time, then... You're fucking us and yourself at the same time. Then <laughs> the massive amount of money that we spent on all the ad, on the ad blitz that's coming out is going to be wasted. Meanwhile, you're missing the opportunity to talk to millions of people who see it at some point online who may not bother to catch your stupid commercial that's on during, you know, Wheel of Fortune. Love that show. Um, you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's just different demographics. So, of which we don't matter anymore. There we go. Right. Back to back episodes. We don't matter. Um, so I, that was, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I no, mean, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good point. If, uh, you know, one of the things I'd love to hear from listeners is if, uh, what you think about it. Cause I, I mean, I've seen some pretty expensive, you know, beers floating around in, in cans and four packs and you know everyone who listens knows that you know we don't wait online for we don't wait online for beers not because we're special and we get them anyway because we don't um just I, I don't i'm not gonna wait online for much of anything except for maybe anti-venom or fucking some kind of thing that's gonna save my life yeah. <laughs> um yeah that'd be really interesting um you know get in touch with us all the social media and tell us you know what's your what's your what's your top range that you want to spend on a on a bomber verse, uh, on a four pack. That's an interesting, that would be an interesting survey. Absolutely. Run up the survey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, check, check out, uh, Google forums. Yes. Check out Millhouse when you're up there. Yeah, I would, find yourself I would, in the Poughkeepsie area. I would actually, if you're planning on being anywhere in the neighborhood, I would go out of your way to go there you, for the food alone. Yeah. Well, no, the food is great, but like, if you're just like, oh, I want to try those beers, like check out Swiftway, look at some local places. Like you might be able to find some. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.